Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We're glad you're listening. Chris and I are the pastors at Life Fellowship in McKinney, Texas, and we always like to take a second and just say thanks um, to all of you that are helping spread the word about the podcast um, because we just love the community that God's creating here and that we have uh, with all of you. So thanks for helping us share this and invite your friends and family to join in and listen. You know, today we're going to talk about a topic that so many people um, relate with, uh, and that is the whole topic of anxiety. We live right now in a very anxious culture. Yeah, we do. And in and in anxious times, if we're just being honest, it's easy for us to get caught up in the all of the challenges that are happening in our world. So we want to just talk about biblically, uh, what does that look like, and yeah. um, how do we navigate through? And see, the, the reason why we're addressing this topic here in the month of December is because um, the Christmas season has this... Um, I don't know how else to say it. It's almost like this magnifying effect on problems. So it's not that you don't have problems all year long. Yeah. It's just that you feel them more right now. You got the same problems as you do now as you do in July, most likely for most people. Yeah. But it just seems like the season magnifies the problems. That's a and true statement. You and I, we we are constantly, um, especially in these last two years. Uh, the the amount of uh, the ramped up anxiety that people have is it's actually pretty staggering. We're aware of it, yeah, yeah. and we feel it in some ways. You know, we live in the same real world like you guys. But so I, it's true. I um, I did a little research. So before we, uh, in, in fact, today I'm going to actually give you uh, nine suggestions to help manage your uh, anxiety in your life. But before I give those to you, um, I, I did a little research and I found this out. An estimated 31% of all adults will experience an anxiety disorder at some time in their life. Mm. Now that's crazy. 31%. Yeah. Anxiety disorders are more prevalent in women than in men. Mm-hmm. Hmm. An estimated of 19.1% of uh, American adults have had an anxiety disorder. Or maybe we call it anxiety attack. No, this is what it's called. No, oh, it's, a, really? it's, it's actually okay. called an anxiety disorder. During August uh, 2020 through February 2021, the percentage of adults with uh, recent symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder increased from 34, uh, 36.4% to 41.5%. Wow. Anxiety. Now, this one blows my mind. Anxiety is the most common mental disorder in the United States, affecting 40 million adults or three out of 10 adults. Holy that moly. means you could have a 10 people and go one, two, three. One, two, three. I mean, yeah. We all know are, are, are or are impacted by 
or know someone who is impacted by anxiety or depression. Yeah. So bef- again, before I, I we, uh, I'm going to give you nine things here in a second, but let me, let me just unpack this for a second. What okay. is anxiety? Okay. Cause that can be kind of, uh, uh, let's just define know. how yeah. we're talking about it. Yeah. Anxiety what? is the body's response to worry and fear. Mm-hmm. And Everybody experiences it at some time or another, but there are people that are experiencing it at ramped up levels consistently. Mm -hmm. So this this is when people go uh, to experience... When when they're experiencing like a panic attack or social anxiety. I mentioned it earlier, but 31% of adults have reported symptoms of, of what's called anxiety disorder. So in other words, this is something that's affecting every one of us. So whether it's you personally or you know somebody. Mm-hmm. So everyone that is listening right now, maybe it's your children, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's your spouse, a friend, a family member. Mm-hmm. You're either experiencing this or you know somebody that is. 78% of adults have said that the pandemic was uh, was a significant source of stress. And I got both my hands up on I'm, that I'm one. in that 78%. <laughs> Did you say and your feet? I said I got both my hands up on that one. Okay. You always want to talk about my feet. Yeah. Let's not. So let's so talk about that's what, what That's what it is. Here's what causes anxiety. And it's a couple of things. And honestly, uh, what Tatum is going to share with you is not an exhaustive list, but these are some natural things. Yeah. These are just natural things. So crisis causes anxiety. Um some some kind of real or a perceived threat. Um, a chemical imbalance in our brain can cause anxiety. Stressful situations that trigger anxiety, uh, death, um, worry about finances can cause anxiety. And pregnancy. And these are things that everybody's yeah. experienced in 2021, except for the pregnancy. Not everybody. Well, not me. But. <laughs> yeah. Let's, I would be anxious. I'd be, I'd be full of anxiety if you find yourself <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> This would be a different podcast. <laughs> Woo! This would be a pray for Chris podcast. Oh, Lord. oh pray for our our, our child. Mm. Hold on, I'm not pregnant. Don't say that. No, that I know you're weird. not. Okay, but there's also some spiritual sources as well that that trigger anxiety. Yeah. Okay. These so are not just natural and real. Yeah. So unconfessed sin, difficulty trusting God, condemnation. If you have weak or faulty the- theology, see. Mm-hmm. Sometimes anxiety is the typical product of unhealthy thinking, such as um, irrational fear, perfectionism, uh, or even, you know, there's a lot of people that have a distorted perception of reality. And what happens is, is that those negative messages play over and over and over and over in our minds. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you that your spiritual enemy the devil is going to spin that wheel of condemnation and those thoughts faster mm-hmm. and faster and faster in your mind. And he's able to take one voice and make it sound like a thousand voices. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. Your enemy is able to take one person's voice and make you feel like there's a thousand people saying the yeah. same thing. But let's just remember, like he is the father of lies and everything he speaks is Lies. So we cannot ruminate on all of these things because he's able to make one single situation and make it seem to you like the entire world is falling apart all around you. And that's not that's not reality. 
That's why the Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast your cares on the Lord for he cares for you. So give it to him. Give it to him. So it's time for a change. It's time for anxiety to go. And so let me give you nine suggestions to help manage that anxiety. And here's the first one, and that's this. Grow in self-awareness. So we have to pay attention to our own emotions and how we react to them physically. Okay, so so let me explain it like this. There's a lot of people that you start noticing the physical effects of anxiety, like like headaches, you start getting an upset stomach, tight muscles, before you ever become aware of the psychological issues. And so we got to become aware Mm -hmm. of, uh, we have to grow in our self-awareness you know, some like there's times that you'll uh, be feeling like, you know what? I feel like I've got a headache that's coming on. Yeah. It hasn't hit, but you feel like there's some things that start happening yeah. that you are aware of things in your body. Yeah. And the same thing when it comes to um, anxiety, you, you're going to have to grow in self awareness. Number two, change the internal dialogue. That's huge. I, all of these are huge, but I mean, I think oftentimes whatever we're telling ourselves, about a certain situation is what triggers you to be anxious about it. And it can honestly be something that's not even true. So we have to take steps to really recognize what is our pattern of thinking. And if it's not truth, if you're repeatedly thinking about the lie or the fear or all the negative what ifs and replace it with the truth. With something healthy, with (laughs) something healthy, a right, a right thought. Yeah. And it's God's word and it's truth. You know, when your thinking gets off, it's time to align your thoughts with the truth of God's word. Yeah. And so you've got to, you've got to mature. You've got to grow. The Bible says we got to take captive every thought. Yeah. You have to it change the internal dialogue. Because for those of you that just allow those thoughts just to continue to run rampant in your mind, the devil's having a heyday with you. Yeah. I mean, he's ruling the roost. He's destroying your life. And you have to, you have to. I'm telling you, your thoughts are massively important. Yeah. You have to change the You're, internal dialogue that's yeah. going on. So many people, you're having conversations with people that are not even in the room. You're replaying things over and over and over. They say that worry is like a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do, but you won't get anywhere. Takes you nowhere. Yep. Change. And that's that's on you. Yeah. That's on us. It takes, it's a our sel- responsibility. it takes a self-discipline and then it takes a learning and knowing the tr- like a truth about whatever you're f- battling. You have to replace it with truth. But if you don't know what truth is, then you don't know how to replace that negative thought with a positive thought. And don't just make it like positive, like um, a, a po- it has to be anchored in God's word. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It can't just be like a nice thought about uh, yourself. It has to come from God's word. That's your... Anchor. That's the truth. Okay. Here's the third um, suggestion to help manage anxiety. Practice self-care. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. We don't work good. We We, don't do good at caring for ourselves. Really. And I think if you're um, a parent, it even kind of gets harder because you're constantly caring for someone else. But it's so important. So let me give you some ideas on this. How about scheduling time off? Observing the Sabbath rest. Yes. 
How about take vacations? Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, goodness. You know, when uh, the, the old preachers, the way that they would always preach is that they, they would always have an, an ah at the end. Okay. Schedule time off. Ah. Observe the Sabbath rest. Ah. Take vacations. Ah. Y'all. Okay. How about this? How about find a hobby? How about yeah. exercise? Yeah. Eat nutritious foods. Get enough. Get enough sleep. Yeah. These are all so You start critical. doing some of these things, it's mm-hmm. going to help. Yeah. You got to practice self-care. Yeah. You, before you can care for other people, you got to care for yourself. It's true. And I think what you're telling yourself, like in for me, like when I'm doing these things and practicing self-care, like for example, on a day off, don't guilt yourself into thinking that you're being lazy or you're being like, like, do you know what I'm saying? If you're taking a day off and you're trying not to work and you're working hard at not working, like I'm not going to check my emails. I'm not going to text that person. I'm not going to try to schedule things. Don't work and you don't feel bad about it. Like you are literally doing what Jesus commands you to do is to rest. You have Mm -hmm. to do this. You have to. Now, when it comes time to work, well, yeah, then you work, work hard. But I think more well, you show yourself. Yeah, more more people work, a workman. It's harder to take off than it is to no, make yourself is. work. Yeah. So you got to practice so, self care. Find something that so take yeah, off, get, eat right, you. exercise. When you're not you working sleep. out or keep and when it you're not walking sleeping, or whatever. Man, we're Americans too. We're bad at that. Get some rest. Go to okay. bed early. Here's the fourth one. Okay, give and receive grace. Grace, grace. I wanted to sing that song. God's grace. Man, it's good. Grace that is greater than all our sins. Yep. He just finished. If I start it, you finish it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to sing it all, but I love that song. Listen, people will never uh, beat anxiety by um, beating up on themselves. We all need grace. Yes, we do. You need grace from God. You need grace from others. And listen to this. You actually need grace from yourself. Remember, God describes himself as a compassionate, gracious God, not harsh, not critical. So don't you get on yourself like that as, uh, when yeah. God is not even looking at you like that. Can I say something real quick? You know, I think um, as women, men too, but I'm just a woman, so I'm going to talk from our perspective for a second, are really sometimes can beat up on ourselves, um, can be harder on ourselves than we, we would be on someone else, right? So I would just ask you, would the thoughts that you're thinking about yourself, the thing that you're telling yourself, would you say that to a friend, someone that you love and care about? Would you say those same things to someone else that you're saying to yourself? And if you wouldn't, don't talk to yourself that way. Yeah. And that's why we that's need it. we need to talk to ourselves the way that God's word talks about yes. us. Be gracious. Have to grace. Understand. Forgive hey, we, yourself. We all listen. Failure's not falling down. Yeah. It's falling down, not getting back yep. up. You're gonna fail. You're gonna, You're gonna, gonna miss it. You're gonna miss it. It's okay. Get up and try again. Be gracious. Be forgiving. Move on. Yeah. Here's the fifth one, and that's this: develop healthy coping skills. So when you're feeling this anxiety, you know, try to deep try try, try to uh, breathe deeply. Maybe go spend some time outdoors. Mm-hmm. I like going to listen to the to the leaves, uh, especially this time of year when mm-hmm. like the wind is kind of blowing through it. There's just something calming and relaxing. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe again, maybe you find a calming activity. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's riding a bike, riding a bike or yeah. hanging with your dog. Never a cat. Stop. Always a dog. <laughs> for and, all our cat that, lovers, I'm sorry. Yeah, for all our cat yeah. lovers, that could be one of the reasons why there's a lot of anxiety Stop. in your life. Chris Lindmer. <laughs> no, I think the importance we just want to highlight is healthy coping skills. So what the enemy would love to do is to is to get you trapped in an unhealthy habit of coping with your anxiety, with the things that are stressing you out, meaning that you become dependent on uh, anything else except Jesus Christ. So if you're mm-hmm. turning to substances, if you're uh, drinking and, and drinking your uh, alcohol to to forget what drinking you're facing. Drinking your worries away and all that, yeah. Yeah, this just... is just a trap. Just is just a trap. So recognize it for what it is. If you're turning to pills or some dependency or some unhealthy relationship. Or an unhealthy relationship. relationship, yeah. So right where you're at right now, come on, everybody. Breathe in. Breathe, breathe out. out. Wax on. Listen, and go take a walk. Sometimes just getting outdoors changes so much about your Mm -hmm. uh, mental state. And just talk to the Lord. Just walk around and talk to the Lord. Okay. Hallelujah. Right there. Walk around and talk to the Lord. Yes. Here's the sixth one, and that's this. Build a support network. So you need need a, a network of family friends. Yeah. How about a life group? Mentors, right. counselors who is going to give you perspective, encouragement, yeah. and in support. And uh, who's support. Gonna, and who's going to speak truth to you? You don't need a group of friends who's telling you like to give up or to come get drunk with us or to forget your marriage. You know like it matters who you're surrounding yourself with and they you need to hear truth from believers. So if you don't have a person in your life that believes and loves Jesus Christ, that will tell you truth and they'll say it in love. They've got your back. This is a perfect opportunity for you to find- Start praying for, for a, God to bring you a mentor. Yeah, a friend, a person, a life group, a church, a community, someone that um, is going to be support for you in a genuine way that doesn't just like tell you Jesus that, never really sent any one of his disciples out one by one. He, all, he sent them out at least two by two. You need you community. You need people. community. Yeah. You need people around you. I need that's people That's why we have me. life groups. Literally, that's why we have them. Because you can come to a big old church and sit in a service with 500 people and nobody knows the real you or the real stuff that you're dealing with. But when you get into the context of a small group, a, a sit in a living room, People that really know you. And that really care about you, that are not And then just when you're gonna... going through these things, yeah. they're not there to yell at you and be judgmental of you. They're they're there to go, I got you all back. Yeah. I know what that's like. Can I bring or... you some food tonight? Yeah. Can I help you out? Let me that love on you. The... Can I pray for you? Yes. In fact, let's stop right now and pray for you. Yeah. Boy, how that's what church really is. That's who we Community, need to be. Family. Yeah. You like you need a support network. We all do. You need it, okay? Here's the seventh one, and that's this. Pray. Mm. Listen Pray. to listen to what uh, K- King David said, and he's the king. Check check out what he says. This is awesome. Psalms 139, verse 23 through 24. He said, "Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me, and know my anxious thoughts." Mm-hmm. and see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. In other words, he was saying, God, you know my anxiety, you know my pain. Lead me to you. 
And prayer is an opportunity to transfer burdens. So if you haven't transferred your burdens to the Lord, you haven't prayed. Yeah. Because prayer is that moment that we we give him our, our anxiety. Yeah. We give him give our... Give him the heavy things that feel overwhelming. And really, when you give them to him, you can walk away from that time of prayer with the Lord and feel lighter, like it's lifted. I know, God, you've got it. It's not. It's too heavy for me to carry, so I'm just going to leave it here with you. Mm-hmm. And pray. So take it to God in prayer. If it matters to you, it matters to God. If it's important to you, it's important to God. Okay? Number eight, let's meditate on the scriptures. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 25, he said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Mm-hmm. So come on, everyone. Hold on to the truth of God's word. Don't hold on to the truth of you know the, the latest thing in, in politics or what they're putting on yeah. uh, all the news media. Uh, I Whatever tell people fear. that if you want to feel as much anxiety and worry, get a daily a dose of, you know, uh, <laughs> of news for, for, uh, and get a lot of it. No, shift your attention on, on things. Meditate yeah. on the scripture. Think upon things that are true, things that are lovely, things that are praiseworthy. And if I could just add a sub point to this one, uh, make sure that the music that you're listening to is uh, is uplifting is uplifting to you, you know. Uh, make sure that you need to you know put some worship music yeah, on something that do. just helps you to some... meditate on God yeah. to, to to think of Him, because remember this: just just as those emotions of anxiety have come crashing in, they're also going to subdue. They're going to sub- subside. Excuse me. Yep. Because hey, everybody, we we're not to be moved by what we feel; we're to be moved by the Word of God. And then here's the last thing that I give you today, and that's this. We're going to suggest you seek treatment. Like, don't be afraid to say, I'm drowning over here and I need help. Like, it's more than I can bear. It's more than I can manage. Because the truth is there are real imbalances within our body. There are real chemicals that strongly affect how we feel and how we manage mm-hmm. uh, life, and so there's no shame in going to see a doctor no. or a Christian counselor or taking medication when it's prescribed. Yep, yep. Don't you dare feel that for for one second. It's funny how uh, we as humanity, oh, if somebody has um, an issue in their legs, and someone said, "Well, let me give you you medication for that," we don't think anything about that. We're yeah. like, okay, yeah, they just need to take medication for that. We don't think, oh, there's nothing wrong with them or off. We just think, oh, they just need. But if there's if there's some chemical imbalances in your brain mm-hmm. and you are taking medication for that, people th- start thinking, oh, man, there's some. There must be something wrong with that person there. No, there's nothing yeah. wrong with with that. Person. Don't believe that. Just as much as there there uh, there was something wrong with with your leg and, and you had to get something there. Yeah. Same thing. With, with, We're with physical your, beings as well. Every you know? part of yeah. your body and God. God has no problem with medicine. God has no problem with doctors. You, let me remind you, God used a doctor to write the book of Luke and write the book of Acts. Yeah. If God would have had a problem with that, he would have never used a doctor. Mm-hmm. He talks about all kinds of different uh, medicines in the Bible that were to, that were to use. Natural ones, um, medications, all this kind of stuff. He talks about, listen, don't feel shame in seeking treatment. And let me just, before I close, let me just give you some hope today. It's it's possible not only to manage anxiety, 
but to over, also overcome it. Mm. I need you to be filled with fresh hope today, fresh wind in your sails, that God wants to replace fear and anxiety with his peace Amen. and his joy. And I need you to hear this. For those of you that feel like you're living in a cave, for those of you that feel crippled by this, you need to know there is hope. And his name is Jesus. Amen. And we just want you to know that we believe in you, we love you, and we are honored every single week to be able to speak into your life. And so, hey, everybody, just remember that you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. So you walk with your head held high and a skip in your step in boldness because of not who you are, but of, of whom you belong to. Amen. All right, everybody. Love you. Let's go take on the day. Let's kick today in the teeth and let's keep on... <laughs> Let's keep on moving forward. Have a great day. All right, guys. everyone. God bless. Bye bye.